You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Hardin, and today we're talking about the 3-9 glow with Dr. Morgan Cutlip. I am so happy we have her on today, guys. She has had over a million people take her courses, find her information online. She has an amazing practice, and she has been featured everywhere. Time Magazine, Men's Health, Wall Street Journal, Cosmopolitan, the Oprah Magazine, the New York Times, Psychology Today, so on and so forth because she is amazing and I cannot tell you how awesome it was to get to connect with her, especially because as you know, on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast, we like to keep it real. So today we are going deep into the 3-9 glow and Dr. Morgan breaks it down for us in such cool ways that you guys are going to see how we work together as couples in early relationship, in middle stages, and then as we really start to do our work, it's really exciting to see how the depths are explored. So you guys are going to get a treat to see all of that today. And with Dr. Morgan being a nine, we also get the blessing of having her share that whole nine perspective of a drama-free marriage, because that's one of her courses. And our nines are awesome at this. So why not learn from them? So super excited about that. Before we get to that, I also want to let you know something else I'm looking forward to sharing with you. In addition to the free shows we're doing here, Apple is also hosting a subscription service. So I'm super excited about that. And I am looking forward to digging in even deeper. So as I get more information from them about getting that finalized, I will be sharing with you how you guys can get extra episodes. So much fun. And I love doing this. And I'm really thankful that they're opening up this deeper way to get connected, even if you're not taking our course, which speaking of our course, you have till May 13th to register if you want want to learn with me on Enneagram and Marriage for your own practice clinically or as a lay person. So check out enneagramandmarriage.com if you want. Don't forget for Dr. Morgan to check out mylovethinks.com. You can also find her right on Instagram at mylovethinks. So I know you'll be impressed. I know you're going to get a lot of tips, whether you're in the dating realm or in the engaged realm or the relationship realm for a long time. Dr. Morgan has done all the studies. She even, as you nines know, that you can do a lot. She's even a consultant on how to do statistical research for other businesses. So she does her work and she does it well with validity and reliability and all that we've talked about before when we're talking about actually doing mass research. So she knows her stuff and she's so kind. So I can't wait for you to dig into this episode with us. In our home this week, we've been scrambling to the finish line, trying to beat COVID by getting our vaccines. We've been trying to um, literally run from it so we can get the last few recitals done and have had to miss some things because of COVID, which was hard on the kids. I'm sure you guys are feeling that in your community still. And more importantly, we've been trying to minister to the people that we know who have had COVID locally. So we're still feeling for so many dealing with this. And we know this is just a crazy time in our world. So trying to keep perspective on what true joy is, trying to say to ourselves, what are we learning here? What is God teaching us about going with this awkward new dance that we aren't used to, but that truly has unfolded before all of us in these last couple of years. So keep trying to do this dance with us. Try not to resist too much what is really happening in your life. That's my best advice for you right now, but try to release, have an open-handed posture before God so that you can be ready for anything and see the blessing in everything. But 
Don't forget to process with your emotions. Don't just go on like it's no biggie and everything's great and we can just be positive all the time. Do take the time with the emotions and um, you know I'm on that journey with you. So it's it's not easy, but it's good. And after we take care of our own emotions, guess what starts to happen? We start to be still and able to take care of others' emotions. Now you nines out there know this, you twos out there know this, and threes know this. And sometimes people don't know that about threes, but but I do. You guys that are heart people, you guys are already doing this for others so well. So you keep on doing your good work. You keep on loving people. And I will love to now introduce you to Dr. Morgan so we can learn even more from her. Okay. So I'm so glad to have you here, Dr. Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about the three nine glow and your amazing marriage and relationship work. You have done so much. You and your dad have literally blessed over a million people with your work, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's really started with... My dad, he got into this profession many, many years ago in a private practice, but started doing courses over 25 years ago before they were like really even the thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I have just been, like you said, blessed enough to kind of grow up alongside um, him literally. And then also in my career and to work with him and be a part of of how things have changed and expanded and, and what we offer. So it's been it's been amazing. Oh, that is beautiful. And I love hearing that about the courses. You're right, because that has been something the last 10 years has become huge. But you guys have been campaigning it and we've all been learning from these guys. So can't wait to give you guys all her beautiful information so you can get in touch with her many courses, which are at amazing rates. And you and your family live out in California. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. We're actually from Ohio originally. Oh. And we moved out to California seven years ago. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And tell me a little bit about your family and your life. Okay. So, so I come from a family of four, grew up in Ohio and there's me, I'm the oldest and my sister Mm. and you know, my dad's a PhD in psychology, uh, was a pastor actually before Mm. he went back and got his doctorate. And, um, I feel like an interesting part of my family dynamic is that my mom was adopted when she was an infant. So that plays into some of our dynamics. And I had like a great childhood. I had, I'm blessed to have had a really nice growing up experience. Of course, every family has their things, right? Mm -hmm. That play out. But just like in rural Ohio, I lived my whole life there. I met my husband in Ohio in Mm -hmm. high school. Um, yeah, just a really good experience. My dad went back to school when I was in, um, I guess kindergarten Mm -hmm. and all through elementary. And so sometimes I would go to classes with him when he was working on his doctorate. And I think that's probably a big part of why I'm in the field that I'm in today. Really? How fascinating that you got your start in your psychology studies as a wee little one. I know I would pack like a, I don't know if you, I mean, I don't know if you're old enough for this, but there are these doctor kits when we were little that came in briefcases. Mm -hmm. So I would empty it out and pack paper and candy in a plastic briefcase. And I would just sit in his class with him and take notes. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. That is adorable <laughs> and a lot healthier than my early story, which my <laughs> audience knows. So, <laughs> but I love it. And I'm glad that got you your official start. Um, and then you met your hubby in high school and you guys are the three, nine glow. So you're the nine, right? I'm the nine. He's the three. And we fit the, the descriptions pretty much spot on. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you liked your glow guide. Yeah. I loved how we were talking before this about the Airstream on the front. And you guys kind of fit that because you have traveled all over the country, right? Yeah. So we, so, okay. So we didn't date all the way through high school to marriage. We dated a few years in high school and then we're on and off through college, which plays into our dynamic as well. And then, um, got married we went five years with no communication at all reconnected wow. on MySpace, which is uh -huh. as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you look fantastic. So I wouldn't have known that, but now that you say it, I know MySpace too. I'm in that era. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he was, when we reconnected, he was living in DC and I was finishing up my doctorate in Ohio. And, um, you know, that began, that was like the beginning of when we first got married of our moves. So he ended up leaving his job, moving back to Ohio to be with me. He didn't mm. like what he was doing, which his career is of the utmost importance to him as, oh, a, yeah. as a three. And he was not happy in the new job. And so it was like, that was the beginning of, of this kind of mutual agreement that his career was really important, part of his identity. And so yeah. we are going to nurture that. And so um, we moved back to Virginia. He took his position back at his old company. And there we bought an old house and remodeled it ourselves, top to bottom, mm -hmm. did all the work ourselves, and ended up getting thinking about getting pregnant and wanting to be near family. So my parents at the time moved to Florida. We bought a house in Florida, remodeled it, left one wall. <laughs> um, we did not do all the work. We just did some of the work in that one. And then he shortly after the house was done, and I'm talking like a month after the house was done and two months after our daughter was born, he got the opportunity to get a promotion and, and we had to move to California. And oh, so we wow. came here, bought a horrible looking house, <laughs> tore it down. <laughs> and since been in California, we've done two more remodels. So um, we've not been in an Airstream, but we have been moving across the country, doing project after project after project. So, mm. Oh my gosh. And I know that that is where you guys just soar. You guys oh. are such a gifted couple for that. There's a lot of power in your personalities together. Yes. A lot of us don't have that kind of stamina and drive. And I think together you do. And of course, when we're looking at 45 different pairings, each one has a different gifting, but I do believe you guys add a lot of style to the world and you guys set a lot of standards for the rest of us on how much you can accomplish. So I love hearing that you're good at projects. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to hear you say that because it's, it's one thing to kind of know something in like your own bubble, but yes. then to have it reflected back to you, you're like, we are good at that. It yeah. is where we shine. And it's, it's, we've had so many people say to us, oh my gosh, how are you still married? I think it was four top to bottom remodels in the first eight years of marriage. Like, how are you still married? Wow. Um, and there are multiple moves within each of those. And um, we were like, oh, I don't know. It wasn't really a big deal. <laughs> we're tired. You know, we had maybe a couple arguments, but like we, 
I mean, if we're a business, like we run well, I think, um, as a couple, we run very efficiently and, and problem solving and, um, we complement each other well when it comes to just like balancing each other out and how we think about problems and go about solving them. And we're both creative and and get into like this, the design of things. Um, but it's interesting because we're finally at a place in life where we're not in the midst of a gigantic project. Mm -hmm. We're in year 13 of our marriage. So, but it feels like, you know, once you finish a project, it goes on and on and on. So Mm -hmm. it feels like it's slowing down and there are things that are coming up in Mm -hmm. our relationship that it's like, Ooh, we're not in our sweet spot, busy yeah. with a project. Now we're going to deal with some real stuff. Mm. So it's been interesting. Yeah. And you can, I can tell that you feel like it's time because we've mm-hmm. kind of flown through life. We've brought children into the world and now we have to take a front seat again, relationally. And I love that you guys have been patient and done some great things together in the meantime. But now we're at this middle marriage season of building longevity. And I love that you're like, we need to pour back in. And one thing I bet you're doing, and I haven't asked you this yet, but I have seen it in your freebies that I see a lot of three, nine couples do is when they're working well together, they love to do some sort of a weekly check-in or a marriage report because you guys, it gives you this permission to have your conflict at a certain designated time to make it fun. And then maybe for it to be over, is that something that sounds like you guys a bit? I know I'm going to like reveal the dark side. So here's (laughs) the dark side. That is one of the core tenets of our couples course is having this regular check-in and we give a roadmap basically for how, how do you have it? What do you discuss? You know, we talk about, you got to manage your relationship. We give you a definition and picture of what a relationship is. So you know what you're managing. This is the dark side. Well, before in many ways, because of who I am and how I am wired in my, probably obviously my profession, um, we kind of like did these check-ins naturally. Like we didn't have an official sit down, let's have this meeting. We kind of just naturally, it was like embedded in our day-to-day conversation, especially because so much of our life until now has been managing logistics more than as much of the relational piece. So now it's funny because last week we were having a discussion and we put out, got out our calendars and we started scheduling them. Like now we need to, we need to do this more intentionally Mm -hmm. because now we need to manage some of the deeper emotional stuff and Mm -hmm. something that we've been kind of butting up against. And I'm going to reveal a bit probably about my husband, but he's comfortable. So (laughs) we talked about this. Um, you know, is this idea of, and I think this is the achiever in him of wanting to be, um, you know, good at everything he does, Mm. that when we would come together and we would talk about something, it would hit often as there's something deficient about him. Mm -hmm. And so the times in the past we had an intentional meeting, he would, I would leave because I'm a processor and I'm like, that was amazing. I'm alive. Like we got this. And he would leave and he would say, we fought the whole time. Yeah. We didn't fight the whole time. We had a super productive conversation. He's like, Mm -hmm. you just said all the things I did wrong. I go, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. And Mm -hmm. so we, I think we've kind of like tabled it and we're like, we'll come back. And we're now finally at a place where it's like, we have gotten on the same page. 
This is not about anybody's deficiencies. Relationships just require management. Yes. Oh, how healthy. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy for you because he's part of the sadness slash. I I do like how it's also called the shame triad and I don't love that, but working with twos, threes, and fours and threes being right in the center of that, obviously there are huge heart people and there are some of the deeply sensitive people of the world and maybe even the most deeply sensitive, but nobody knows it because they're threes. Um, threes. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, you are. I love what you're saying right now. We were talking this morning, and I was going over the globe with him, and and he's like, "You always say I'm really sensitive because I always got cast as a sensitive one." I'm like, "I'm not really. Mm -hmm. I just feel stuff, but Mm -hmm. uh, I don't take it that personally." Yeah, yeah. But I think you take things more personally. He's like, "When? When do I?" (laughs) (laughs) He totally right. He is a heart person. Things hit very hard, you know. Mm -hmm. He feels a lot. So. Yes. Yes. And you're absolutely right. The body types, eights, nines, and ones don't have that. There's a different logical approach. You're in the positive outlook group as a nine. So you're able to roll with it. Oh, we made progress. This is great. Um, And just being such a logical type, you're not going to go to those depths and pinings like a three might. So I love that you can say, I, I can be the one to call us out and say, we need to do this. But at the same time, I can't do your work for you. So I, I like how you're pouring into him and saying you're not deficient. Like everybody has stuff to work through. You don't have to self really almost self abnegate. Like you don't have to surrender who you are in order to do your work. Because when I see the real you and you're not in the chameleon role, I really like you a lot better even. Yes. Oh yes. You're nailing it. Oh, well, I'm so glad he has you because then you get to bring him (laughs) to that safe place. So I'm proud of him for working with you on stuff. And I love that you're aware of, Hey, we've done our work in these areas, these areas, these areas, and now we're going to do our heart work, but it's like, you're a body type. You've done your body work. I clearly see you're healthy and fit. And then now it's, it's heart work together because you have the space to do it. So it gives our audience permission to do different things in different seasons and to know Hey, if you're good in one area, celebrate that. And then when it's the right timing, dig in, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I think as I was kind of analyzing us recently and thinking about that, I was feeling a little bit bad, like, oh, we have neglected to go deeper in some of these areas when we've been caught up in the busyness of life. But I think at the end of the day, I've landed exactly how you're describing it, which is we were thriving. We were doing great. And we were having so much fun together. And it's built this just like, I mean, we're proud of our teamwork. And it's nice as a couple to have something that you feel really proud of, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a unit, like this is, we're good at this. And so it's just, mm-hmm. now it's time to kind of get good at something else. To dig yeah. Deeper. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Because the posh peacemaker title is like, you're posh and everyone sees it. And I've had three, nine couples where they're all in their matching pajamas and they're <laughs> blinged out. And it's so fun to see. And I'm just like, I'm just like in my head all the time. You guys are so cool. But then, but then to see you doing the deeper dive into the peacemaking versus the peacekeeping as a nine, if you weren't in your field, it's even harder to step in and to stay in the conflict. But even knowing my stuff, even though I'm in the field, I know it's still a journey. It's still hard. It takes bravery, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, that's been a process over the last couple of years that I've really dug into. I think, you know, looking back on some of my family dynamics 
and the things that have come out there that affected me and maybe even reinforced my position as the peacekeeper. Yes. I'm kind of getting like a grip on what is my responsibility and what belongs to other people. Mm. And something like a behavioral thing that I've had to adopt in several of my closest relationships, specifically mm-hmm. with, you know, my husband and my mom is this, and they're very similar, mm-hmm. um, is this, uh, temp, I call it temperature taking. I've heard people call it like knocking on a door. Like, are we good? Are you all good? Like, um, are you upset mm-hmm. about something? I'm feel mm-hmm. like I, I feel things. I pick up on vibes, and yes. so I would do this a lot in my relationships, where I'd, I'd feel something, and I, and I would immediately sort of think maybe I did something, and therefore, or maybe something's wrong, and therefore it's my responsibility to help this person deal with it or to help them fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably pretty typical of a nine, right? To take this on as, you know, I am in charge of making sure everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. And so this behavioral change in my relationships of, I'm not going to take the temperature. If somebody's upset, must be something going on with them. If I know that I was a part of something, I'll of course, you know, be Mm -hmm. conscientious about that, but not randomly knocking on doors, trying to find extra things to take on and extra people's other, other people's problems to solve. So I love that you're aware of that and that you've been these last few years mindful of it and doing your boundary setting because you do have a lot of power as a nine. So you can do things kind of with your eyes closed and one hand tied behind your back, but it still (laughs) takes up time, you know, and you don't need to be doing that because you're an even more powerful source when you're fully present and alive and alert and not stuffing anger from doing all that junk. Right. Absolutely. And I think something I've also come to learn about myself and a lot of this came from reading some of the Enneagram stuff and being like, that's why I'm the way I am. (laughs) But, um, this idea of having like my energy is important to me. And Mm -hmm. it's, I always wondered like, how come I am a, I'm a hard worker, but sometimes I just, you know, drop the ball on things or I, or I'll get that one email and I'm like, I can't even, I just can't reply to it. I'm not lazy. I'm a really, like, I love work and an understanding energy in a different way was really empowering for me because Mm. I recognized that, you know, my energy is like crucial to my ability to create and to be my best self. And so finding ways to reset and by preserving, you know, one way I preserve my energy is by not taking on all of the stuff of other people. And so having these different uh, like insights into myself has helped me, you know, figure out where I want to set my boundaries and also reinforce how important it is that I learn how to set these boundaries. Cause if I don't, I will be weighed down by the energy of all the other people and I will have none left. Yes. And you are important too. And you've learned that as a nine, when you're fully present in this game, you're, you're part of the story. And I think that's probably so kind of like, of assumed by many other types, but for a nine, it's not, it's like, wait a minute, everybody else first, which is so Christ-like and amazing and loving, Mm -hmm. but just to be able to say like, but I'm part of it and I need energy. So no. Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) actually a huge game changer to be able to 
implement that. Absolutely. I love that. And then I, one last question about your nine work, because I love reemphasizing mm-hmm. this for our listeners is, is body work very important for you? Cause that's been such a theme for the nines I've worked with, whether it be massages or funny. Anything. Cause I, I feel like a lot of my stuff shows up in my body mm-hmm. because we're many, many, it's just funny. You read about nines and you're like, there's a lot of anger. And I'm like, for years, I was like, that wouldn't be me at all. This doesn't, this doesn't apply. And I'm like, yeah, actually like I'm spicy. Like there's a lot in there and why am I afraid of that? And so I think for years, you know, things will show up in my body that were like messages I was maybe not paying attention to. And so, um, yeah, I think I yoga is always a way that I can reconnect to myself. I get regular massages to help up with some help with some of the, probably the after effects of things showing up in my body. Um, and it's funny. I know my husband's got this, like, it's so funny. Is this like a version to too much self-care? There's like a limit. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, that feels like a lot, but, um, (laughs) We bought a sauna over Ooh. over COVID because I just get like a lot of inflammation and stuff. And so yeah. that's another thing I do. But that is, it's like life-changing for me. It means so, so, so much to me. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh. I think our listeners are going to love hearing that you've come that far to say, I'm not trying to be overly indulgent. You just don't understand how much I take on yes. as a nine. And I think that's huge. And ones are like that too. I had a one this week tell me um, that same thing. Many ones take quarterly breaks um, and need to almost be forced into them. Another one said we need eight to 10 weeks a year. It's like when these body types, eights and nines and ones take on everybody's stuff. Eights have so much energy that they can manage it a little differently, but you other two, I think need it because I think when you say inflammation, it's like, I can't tell you how many nines I've worked with that have said they've gone through that kind of thing or Mm -hmm. mono or shingles. It's like, this is just, it kind of reacts and builds up. And when you know it and get on a rhythm, you're fine. It's just nice for me to hear, you know, this about yourself. Yes, absolutely. It's funny because lately I've felt really like, I don't know, you just reach that point and you're like, oh, I'm going to lose it. It's been too much. Yes. And um, I was talking to my husband this morning and I'm like, I'm not sleeping well. I'm just staying up too late. And I just keep watching TV and more, one more episode, one more episode. And I, and I can't seem to um, <laughs> like get rest. And then I'm reading your, your guide this morning again. I read it before and we were rereading it. And it said something about, nines when they're not doing well, we'll start to kind of numb out through food or TV. And I'm like, this is like, it's like a fortune right now. <laughs> You're like, like, are you here watching me? So, yeah. I do live with a nine, but <laughs> whom I adore and who has been on this podcast. So I am all for healing with you guys. And just being with you is such a, it's such a gift. You guys really do exude the gifts of every type and merge with every type. So the more self-care you get, the more you're going to be just thriving. And I love that your husband's on the journey too. And you're kind of helping him to come out of that you know, you don't have to be ashamed to rest and just let's yeah. just be. And I love that that's the new season you're in. Cause that's such a healing thing for a three and a game changer is just learning to just be. And it's also so hard for a three, as you know, because it questions their identity. Yes. Yeah. I can't sit still. That's my husband's motto. Mm. I can't just be. So that's yeah. Yes, that's yeah. 
I know that's hard, right? It is. And it's a life journey. So anyone listening, thinking, oh, podcasters have it all figured out. Of course, I know you're <laughs> laughing in your car or your house. Like, no, we never thought that about you. But, <laughs> but the truth is we are in process too, but we're doing our work. And that's the cool thing is you and your husband are being mindful and saying, this is the stage we're at. So thank you. And it is a life's journey and we'll keep doing the work and baby steps. And you have such a gift to give to others. So I want to get to just hearing a little bit more about your work. And one of the things that I think is a nine gift that you bring is the drama free marriage that you really do bring that to the table for us as a nine that even though we have to do the peacemaking to get there, can you tell us a little bit about that process and how to get there? Yeah. So it's hard for me not to like put inject myself into this story. So I think drama-free marriage, we never had a drama-filled marriage in many ways because Mm -hmm. of me being a nine, I think, of just taking, I think we have the tendency to just kind of stuff and, and put it, put it away so that everyone around us feels comfy. Mm -hmm. And so I would say in the beginning stages of our marriage, that was the dynamic. Um, There was a lot of discussions we would have. I, I would be pretty assertive in like bringing it up. But once we would get in and he would start to get upset or he would feel um, maybe I was suggesting there was some deficiency or something, he would, he would be triggered and I would shut down, mm-hmm. apologize. Take, I would smooth it. I'm the smoother over. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of nines do that, especially before they've really maybe done a lot of this work to kind of get over that hump. Mm-hmm. Just let's just make everyone comfy. I'm sorry for my part. Let's just move on. The problem is, though, when you do that, mm-hmm. is over time, there's just this, this accumulation of unfinished business, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't make the issues go away. The And, you know, I said earlier this idea of nines having a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I call it spiciness. I like that better. I feel like that. That's a fun, I like that, yes. (laughs) But, you know, it it kind of will start to overwhelm you. It will well up. And, you know, I think that a lot of us are worried about how it might come out. So still we keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And it's, you'll reach a point, I think for a lot of nines in a relationship of like, I don't like, you know, I, I don't want it to be over. I don't want it to end, but you can't keep going like this with all this unfinished business, all of this accumulation of not, you know, feeling like things are resolved in a way where my needs are also important and taken into account. Mm. And so I think part of having a drama-free marriage as a nine is learning how to assert yourself in your relationship in a way that, you know, you truly feel heard, um, really working hard to not shut down the conversation just so everything feels peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you're sacrificing a lot. So you're going to, it's part of the work is learning how to, you know, push past that discomfort to where you and your partner can reach kind of that next cruising altitude of discussion where you're, you know, you're really talking about the things that are underneath it all that have accumulated over time. And I think another important piece is, you know, it might be in your kind of 
as a nine, a habit to, like I said, kind of have unfinished business. So you have to learn how to come back and revisit the conversation over and over again until you reach a place where it feels a lot more balanced. Mm, that makes a lot of sense that you might be doing this work in bits and pieces, but don't yeah. give up and even repeating yourself as a nine because your voice gets braver and louder and you yes. can actually get out there more. Um, yeah. So I'm loving hearing that, that that's one of the ways is to stand in, give it time when it starts to build up, don't exit, but get your voice out there and even do it in small pieces. Exactly. I think that, you know, I love what you said about kind of saying the same thing over and over and over. And I think that's even common just in marriages in general is that there's usually like one or two issues that are pretty much the same issues through the course of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so as a nine, you'll get lots of practice saying the same (laughs) thing, you know, over and over as you become more comfortable with, you know, not taking on responsibility for making everyone around you happy and Mm -hmm. at peace, you know? Mm-hmm. So it takes, it, it takes time, but it's absolutely possible. That's I think, um, cool. learning your partner's type is so insanely helpful for navigating these conversations too. I mean, this idea with my husband and I, after we could identify this whole concept of deficiency, feeling mm-hmm. like things are are indicative of him being a deficiency and how that's a trigger. Um, We were able to then navigate that conversation differently. And I was able to provide that reassurance to him before we start talking about some things that might usually have really triggered a lot of sensitivity and defensiveness and all of that. So I think, you know, these insights can help us navigate these conversations in new ways too. That's really helpful Mm. for a relationship. Yes. And what I really think of the three, nine glow is you shine brighter together. Like you said, when your three knows that the nine is not going to leave right when their heart is open and vulnerable, when the nine says I'm staying and I'm here. And even when I'm leaving, it's not because I reject you and feel you're deficient. It's because I have to catch my breath. I'm not used to this. I wasn't given this voice. I don't know how to do this either but I'm hanging in there and I'm coming back again and again and again. And then the three gets really harsh. So they have to come back again and again and to soften and say, Hey, earlier, what I said, I actually did mean it, but I'm sorry. I said it so harshly. So it's kind of both of them learning to speak the truth and love and sticking around for the results. It's so true. You know, it really resonates what you're saying too. My husband and I have a really long history. Mm -hmm. And so during college, I broke up with him quite a few times for various reasons. And so, yeah, I feel like the first half of our marriage, a lot of the work during our difficult conversations was around, you know, when I would say anything, he would be worried I would leave. Mm -hmm. And I think that would naturally be part of our dynamic anyway, but it was heightened by our history. And so to first, like the first layer of things was you're safe. I'm not going anywhere. We're in it together. And I think that was a big piece for, for a long time. And we're kind of, I think we're past that now. And so now it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the deficiency piece, you know, and so kind of yeah. you know, learning from each other, you know, the ways to kind of reassure one another, even in the midst of a difficult conversation. Ooh, I love what you just said there. Reassure one another in the midst of the difficult conversation. That is where all the best marriage work I think comes in. Oh yeah. Oh, and he's, I mean, and I got my stuff too. I, I like to talk 
everything out. (laughs) And I think when I was learning how to communicate in new ways and to be more assertive, it will come out and just like a big blob, like it would be Mm -hmm. just like a free flowing, you know, ramble. And so me learning to be more organized, Mm -hmm. him learning that me, like part of the way I work through things is by talking. And so him kind of sticking in there longer than maybe he wants to sometimes. (laughs) And then also having to like get comfortable that sometimes the way I process is by like venting. like a a stern vent, not at him or just about life in general. And that's been something um, we've had to, you know, I've had to been like, I'm sorry, I'm coming off. Like I'm just fired up, you know, and be like, I know this is my issue. Like this Mm -hmm. is kind of, you know, I know I'm intense right now. So um, Mm -hmm. it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that reassurance, like, this is just me working it through, you know? <laughs> so- I love that. You use the word intense and nines talk about having tension, not anger. And so yeah. I love that because you're venting and the nine vent is very valid. We all know when it comes, <laughs> it's because it's been in hibernation for a while. So we need to get out of the way, let it fly. <laughs> and he's learning that, that you're actually been- leaning in now. Oh yeah. And he's been so, I mean, he's so just like, gracious and wonderful at, at being like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what this is now and allowing me to be able to do that without him feeling like he's got to fix something or it's the, or like, like not being like, you're so intense right now. It's too much for me. I think mm-hmm. this idea of a nine being reassured that they're not too much is mm-hmm. really powerful as well. And so he's been really wonderful <sighs> at, um, at not doing that, you know, just oh my gosh. sitting in there with me. That is the biggest gift for a nine. You just named it because people don't know all that power can be unleashed safely and all the goodness you can bring to the world when somebody actually lets you because nines have spent so much time in childhood, usually unintentionally, but just being shh and don't show it all, you know, you're too much. And so Oh, it's just beautiful. And of course the three would be like, let's, let's harness this. Let's make this. This is beautiful. (laughs) So I love it. You guys are doing not just working on the relationship, but being in it, which is very big for a three to learn that distinction. I love that. Tell me if you feel like there's a course that our Enneagram listeners might love of yours or a resource that you think might be a great fit because I want everyone to get to hear. You have done so much amazing marriage work. You have such a marriage legacy with your father, your PhD. I mean, you're just phenomenal. So tell us what we can, what we can learn from you. Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Um, yeah, so we have several courses. I have one course that I did alone, which is called the mother load, how to help couples unite and tackle the mental load. And I think that, um, you know, part of the idea behind that course is that uh, it's okay to have a renegotiation or a, your first negotiation around how responsibilities are handled in the home. And, you know, underlying this is this idea that like, we're allowed to have needs and um, to assert those. And I think that um, that's a really valuable course and also just like a very practical issue that a lot of couples struggle with. Um, We have another online course called, which is like our flagship course, Rock Solid Marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that provides the, it gets into lots of of topics like rebuilding trust, which is I think one of the most important 
lessons in there and what trust is and this idea that we, you know, we have within us almost like a sketch of our partner in our mind that we interact with and what we highlight and what we minimize affects the way that we see them. I think Mm -hmm. this concept is really, really powerful for helping couples. Um, And we give a roadmap for how you run those kind of marriage meetings and um, a picture of a relationship. So I think that's Mm -hmm. a viable course. And then we have a course for singles, which is incredibly empowering. It's called Head Meets Heart. And give singles basically what are the five areas to get to know about a partner that are most predictive of what they'll be like in a long-term relationship, as well as how do you manage a developing relationship to keep your head and heart working together. And you guys have really developed a lot of skills and you guys are in scholarly journals. So this is not kids stuff. This is validated (laughs) research. Thank you so much for doing that. Of course. Yeah, we didn't. And like, I, I don't know that this matters, but it matters to me and like my educational mm-hmm. sense, but we didn't do our mm-hmm. own research. Other people did it and mm-hmm. studied our courses. And so, yeah, they have been published and we have tons of free resources too on the blog, which is mylovethinks.com. So. Oh my gosh. And I am, yes, I'm linking that in the show notes and I'm loving the freebies already. And I'm already enjoying just seeing all the ways that you're saying, let's make sure we hit all these areas together and how, even at the beginning of today's episode, you really said, we need to ask how important are these areas to each of us? So you said at the beginning, my husband's career is important to him. And once we learned that we were able to shift. And I think every couple needs to take maintenance together to say, which areas are now the most important? Cause those probably shift over seasons, right? Absolutely. Like, I feel like right now there's some things going on in my work life. And so we're, we're kind of negotiating, how are we going to balance that? And as that kind of moves, not ahead of his, but more to the forefront than it ever has, you know, what do mm-hmm. you do? So a seasons of life will change all of the things in your relationship that you will need to manage together. And so coming together and having these meetings is, is so important. Mm, Yeah, it is. It's not going to be enough to just do the vacations. It's going to have to be that you have date nights, that you have regular meetings, not just date nights that are all fun, which I love as a type seven, Mm -hmm. but I also like to have separate meetings that are more serious. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You're such a deep well of information that I know our listeners can get so much from. And I'm going to be sharing your Instagram. You have an amazing Instagram account, by the way, with so many great videos for people to learn practical tips from too, right? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so kind and complimentary. So thank you. Love being on today's today's podcast with you. Yay. I'm so glad. And at Instagram, what is your handle there? It's my love. Thanks. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Dr. Morgan. Was that not awesome to have such a high level relationship coach Just be real with us. I hope you loved it. I hope you were able to see that Dr. Morgan is patient, that she wants to take a long time to work on things, and that she's grown up. She shared where she was at the beginning of her relationship, how they did all these wonderful projects in the middle years, and how now they're actually delving in deep, and they're settled enough to do that. So remember this, if you're a 3-9 glow, to settle, to take your time, 
to enjoy what you already are good at and to name it. And even if you're a different pairing, find what you guys are good at and name it. I have a glow freebie over at enneagramandmarriage.com. And I also have, of course, the deeper dive that she's talking about there as well. If you want to really take a deep dive, but something that's been on my heart to tell you guys about that is this. If you already have the glow, or if you are actually just in your own space and you are thinking about getting it, please, please, please make sure you do the questions. Go back if you did not do this the first time. Information is great to take in. It's fascinating. You know I adore it with you. But I have to put this on repeat. Make sure that you actually delve in and do the questions. Take your time with them and go through them because this is mini therapy for you. This is coaching that you really did not pay much money for, but that you can get a lot out of. So please do your work. It means the world to all of us when you are at your best. So I know that comes from me being that seven who's practical and pragmatic with my six wing, but I'm serious. I want you to make sure that you fit in well in the world and that you're doing your part. And the only way you're going to be doing your part is if you're well replenished and if you're able to process healthily about your relationship, because if you're not, it takes up way too much of your mental faculties. Your kids don't get enough. Your job doesn't get enough. Your spouse doesn't doesn't get enough and you surely don't get enough. So do your work, take time on the questions, even if your spouse doesn't do them with you. And you'll see yourself take these baby steps. Like even she and I, as working with couples all these years are still doing with you. And I hope that gives you courage too, because anyone doing their work individually or relationally and trying to actually grow and learn from their defense mechanisms and watch themselves with mindfulness is an absolute hero in my book. And that's how I feel about my clients every day is just, wow, you guys are doing battle with yourselves, with your stuff. And it's beautiful to see it unfold. And I hope that you'll share with me. I hope you'll leave an Apple podcast review and let me know how this podcast is impacting you if you're making changes at home. And I hope you are because I believe in you. And like I said, already for you to be listening and doing your work to this point is truly incredible. And I admire you. Lastly, also for those who know another amazing nine in our community, Michael Shahan, he and his wife are going through quite a battle. She has breast cancer and and they are working so hard as a family to rest. So I am putting in my show notes a PayPal link if you want to send Michael or his family a gift if he's touched your life and you feel called to that. And we are giving all over in different ways and places. I truly know that the listenership of this podcast has their hands full in the many ways you're giving. I don't want you to feel obligated, but I do want you, if you're feeling like this would be a good space to give, to let you know that because he is such a precious person and a gifted therapist and he's going to be holding a lot of hands with his wife and two young daughters in this time. So I hope that he knows that he's in our prayers and we are so grateful to see somebody loving their family well in this time. And we're praying for him. And um, Wes reminded me that it's May and it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So this month I'll be putting in my show notes his uh, a link to donate to Michael and Angie if you have that heart for that. Okay. So thank you for giving so bravely to your communities during COVID times. Thank you for loving your people so well. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you have such a blessed and beautiful week with your people. Talk to you soon. Bye.